Are the Denver Broncos legit at 3-0? Not to mention, how are they going to deal with the loss of a key wide receiver for the entire season? Sarah Bettinger, myself, we break it down on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside Sarah Bettinger, co-host of Lockdown Broncos. Both of us, we cover the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown NFL Network and Nine News. Just want to say thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen every single day. You wake up, you go to work, you make breakfast on your way home. Appreciate you guys for making Lockdown Broncos your daily go-to for all your Denver Broncos news, content, and coverage. Today's episode of the show is brought to you by our good friends over there, rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Sarah, my friend, we have uh, some bad news here to start off today's episode of the show. Obviously, on the injury side of things for the Broncos, they've been impacted by it. And then it was confirmed on Monday by Broncos head coach Vic Fangio. K.J. Hamler will be out for the entire 2021 NFL season as the MRI revealed a torn ACL. And I'm just, you know, you're bummed out. You gutted for him. Just a not a good vibe right now in Broncos country on that side. It's just a big blow. And I think Tim Patrick's expression when Tim met with the media on Monday kind of summarized really how we're all feeling about KJ's injury. It, it did, you know, and it's really a shame. Like we talk a lot about the fact that, hey, we may never get to see Von Miller and Bradley Chubb for a full season together in this Vic Fangio defense, right? Well, what about this trio that we've been expecting and now quartet, I suppose, with Tim Patrick included, but Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, are we ever going to get to see those guys, you know, on the roster basically at the same time? It's It just stinks that they, we've gotten such small glimpses of that, but it is gutting, man. A torn ACL after an initial report um, last night kind of made it seem like, hey, there's definitely a sprain there. So we'll kind of look at the MRI and see what comes of it. But it could, you know, best case scenario be a couple weeks. You go from that to now, oh, well, he's out for the entire season. So definitely a gut punch, definitely stinks. And it's it's unfortunate. At the same time, you know, KJ Hamler, his impact on the offense has, I think, been a lot more, Cody, to be honest with you. It's been a lot more just the threat of what he can do versus the actual production that he's had in the offense. So can the Broncos replace that? Can they find somebody, bring somebody in to replace that? We'll, we'll have more on that later. But uh, it, it Definitely stinks. Losing Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler in the first three games of the season. Thankfully, Judy will eventually be back, but it, it really is a gut punch. It is, and on the offensive line side of things, Vic Fangio mentioned in his Monday press conference with the media that they haven't gotten the imaging back yet on Dalton Reisner or Graham Glasgow at this point, but their injuries are not expected to be season-ending. So knock on wood, I mean, that's good you know, for the Broncos right here. But Vic talking with the media sort of talked about the lines that you can maybe expect this week that we're going to see Quinn Miners and Natani Muti. He had a lot of confidence in Natani Muti, and he touched on Quinn Miners' performance when he got into the game for the Broncos after Reisner went down with that injury. Something more along the lines of, well, you know, he's a young guy. You know, there's some things he did well. There's things that he didn't do well. Being thrown into a situation like that, that's something that you'd normally expect, and that's what Vic had touched on. And we had touched on it in our postgame podcast that – well, now you have an entire week to really prepare to get these guys up to speed. Now, it's interesting enough here, Sarah, because remember on the depth chart for the Broncos, Natani Muti was the backup to Dalton Reisner. Quinn Miners was the backup to Graham Glasgow. 
I'm wondering, do the Broncos put Natani Muti on the left side or do they keep him at the right side where he has been so far here in the 2021 season? That's a great call, Cody. And I think you could be on to something there. Uh, I hadn't thought about that, but you're absolutely right. They did list Muti as the backup left guard. So that was his position at college, right? In addition to playing a little bit of left tackle, he played left guard. So it makes a lot of sense. And, and I would like to see that, you know, if that's his er- area of strength, that's where they should put him. And like we talk, touched on in the, in the post-game podcast that we did, which, by the way, thank you to all of those who listened. Go back and check it out. We had some good uh, good emotional post-game responses there. But um, <laughs> I think it would be kind of interesting to see these two in a game setting, especially against a team like the Baltimore Ravens. You know that you're going to get a physical defensive front. You know that you're going to get a best effort. You know that you're going to get a, a group that's really, really hungry and ready to get back out into the field, considering how many of them have been out whether it's due to injuries or being on the COVID list. So I think it'd be a great test for Quinn Miners and Natani Muti really making their first start together at the guard positions. If, if in fact, you know, Dalton Reisner and Graham Glasgow aren't able to go this week, I think it would definitely be something that, you know, hey, it, it's your time. It's time to step up. It's not just next man up. We're getting a glimpse at the future. That's what I think is exciting about this kind of thing for me, Cody. It's not just next man up. You're getting a chance to see some guys who could potentially be your starters down the line. When you have to get game reps in order to get better, you're not just going to get better sitting on the bench and being behind guys and practicing against the defense every single week. You're going to get better by getting live fire reps against somebody that you haven't seen before, that is coming at you, that has you know malicious intense so to speak so I think it'll be a big test for guys like Quinn Miners and obviously Natani Muti who we are super excited about with Natani Muti based on what he demonstrated last year but Sarah some good news on the injury front side of things Vic Fangio had mentioned that Mike Boone could return to practice this week for the Broncos and I say Demaria Crockett's done a pretty good job filling in for him the Broncos run game obviously something that we've been looking at and Vic has alluded to it he's touched on it through the first three weeks really teams have tried to force Denver to pass it and you have to see this collectiveness of being able to run the ball more effectively specifically on third and short I would love to see that obviously on third and one I thought the Broncos did pretty well with some inside handoffs but when you're facing that third and four the deep shots downfield we've touched on that we'll we'll address that a little bit later on as well maybe what the Broncos can do to rectify that but also the run game is super important for the Broncos Mike Boone was having a fantastic training camp before he went down in joint training camp practices with the Vikings so I'm very intrigued to see what he can maybe offer but he did talk about Michael Ojemudia he will not return to practice this week and it may be a little bit more time before we see OJ back in the rotation but as long as the Broncos cornerback unit is healthy right now Sarah I think I say that you just let him continue to get better rest up come back and Ronald Darby look is expected to be back week five against Pittsburgh Steelers road game so a lot to look forward to here but Broncos country coming up here in just a moment we're going to answer some of Broncos country's mailbag questions that they sent in Sarah and I are going to give our thoughts on it and then a little bit later on we're going to talk about whether or not the Broncos are legit at 3-0 despite the fact that they've played teams that they are supposed to be we'll break all that down coming up here in just a moment but before we do that folks let me tell you about the two sponsors today's episode Lockdown Broncos that's our friends over there at GetUpside and BetOnline.ag and the Get Upside app ensures that you never have to pay full price at the gas pump anymore when you fill up. With the Get Upside app, which is available in your favorite app stores, listeners of Lockdown Broncos are making up to 25 cents cash back per gallon every time that they fill up. And if you use promo code TOUCHDOWN, you can get an additional 25 cents 
per gallon cash back today. That's up to potentially 50% cash back per gallon on your first fill up today with the GetUpside app. And if you're like me and you drive around a lot, the GetUpside app allows me to make money back on purchases when I fill up my gas tank. Not to mention with how often I drive, I make up to $200 to $300 per month in cash back alone from the GetUpside app, which puts my mind at ease with the ever-increasing gas prices. I get the cash back to help negate a little bit of that impact there with the Get Upside app today. And once again, promo code touchdown will get you up to 50 cents per gallon cash back today when you use it. And not to mention, they make it easy for you to cash out with your bank account, PayPal, Amazon, or even different gift cards and other brands today with the Get Upside app. Make sure you use promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill up today with the Get Upside app. And our good friends over there, betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action as we approach week four of the NFL season. BetOnline.ag is the number one source for all things pro football and college football. With a new updated site interface, they give you access to more odds, props, and contests than ever before for the 2021 football season. And you can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 100% deposit bonus when you use promo code LOCKEDON. That's nearly double your initial deposit with promo code LOCKEDON. I want you to check it out today at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports action today bet online your online sportsbook experts once again broncos country thank you so much for taking time out of day to listen to lockdown broncos thank you for making lockdown broncos your first listen of the day every single day sarah my friend one of my favorite things that we get to do all week is we get to answer broncos fans questions that they send in so starting things off here with our broncos mailbag to open up the second half action of lockdown broncos here we're going to go to craig lettington here and craig says I feel slightly disappointed with the amount of points that we scored on Sunday. It should have been higher. What do you say to fans like me that still aren't fully happy with the offense after an amazing blowout victory? Now, first off, you know, Sarah, I want to say that, you know, fans, you have every right to feel how you feel about everything. It's kind of Sarah and I's job to maybe provide some context to certain things. Uh, But, you know, I would say, Sarah, Craig, I don't feel like he should be disappointed too much. 26 points is great, but I do think the fact that the Broncos missed out on so many opportunities to have more points, I would say probably that's the more realistic realm of feeling disappointed. Yeah, definitely. I think where the disappointment comes from is looking at this team from this particular perspective, right? So the Broncos started off 2-0. and They're looking pretty good against the New York Jets, shutting them out, playing great defense. So naturally, in, in a fan's mind, what we want to go to is, okay, this team, they might be playing against the Kansas City Chiefs here in a few weeks, and if they turn, you know, scoring opportunities into just field goals as opposed to touchdowns, are we going to be able to beat teams like this? So you go immediately to these future hypotheticals kind of forsaking the present, the immediate, the gift that is a 3-0 record, right? I mean, it's really incredible, but I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you on this one because I think that the Broncos could have been a little bit more aggressive. They went a little bit vanilla, I think, after getting a big enough lead, which is okay. I, I understand it. As a fan, though, you get a little bit greedy, right? You want to see the team score a lot of points. You want to see these guys posting big-time fantasy numbers. You don't want to see Noah Fant having a bad game. You don't want to see Cortland Sutton not having a big game statistically. You're going to win. What is it? You know, in the Mighty Ducks, Cody, the Hawks, they're playing against the, the Ducks in the early going, and the coach is teaching these kids a chant, it's not worth winning if you can't win big you know and that's kind of my mentality at you know in terms of like okay we're gonna blow them out anyway we might as well 
have some big time stats. You might as well post some big fantasy numbers. So I get it on the one hand. On the other hand, it is a 26 to nothing victory. 26 points is nothing to gripe about, you know, by any means. I think the league average last year was 25. So you're still above the average, even though you could have maybe scored a few more in terms of the touchdown department, which is a little bit disappointing. You want to see better yeah. execution once you get on the other side of the 50. But to me, definitely nothing to, to be worried about necessarily unless it continues against, let's see, against Baltimore this week. Yeah, well, I'm just excited that the Broncos' offense is efficient, right? And we talked about it last week in the buildup. What the Broncos are doing, and we saw so much of this, which is why they're controlling the time of possession. We saw so much of this against the Jets. They're getting the ball. Look, they're running a play. And then before they snap the next play, the play clock is at two, right? So they're letting the clock wind down. They're controlling the time of possession. And they're being efficient for the most part. Obviously, for Teddy Bridgewater going 19-25, to 25, that's efficient. Obviously, a couple of misses. You know, one to Noah Fant on a corner route. Obviously, the pass to KJ Hamler was one that was a little high and dangerous and unfortunately led to the injury. You know, I don't think anybody's feeling worse about that than probably Teddy at this point, you know, but that's the mm -hmm. nature of football. You're going to run into some things like that. So I think for the most part, the Broncos offense is more efficient. And look, Sarah, the number one thing that they're doing, they're protecting the football. Yes, Javante Williams had his first fumble. Hopefully that is not something that continues. And, and hopefully this is the week that he gets it out of the system and then he doesn't have a fumble the rest of the way. But the Broncos' efficiency in not turning the ball over has been very good. Uh, you want to just keep, continue to build on that. And against a team like Baltimore, it's going to be very aggressive. They're going to try to force turnovers. They're going to try to clog those windows for Teddy to throw. Mm -hmm. So big test this week for the Broncos. I agree, Sarah. But the next question comes in from Elsa, the Lion 13 on Twitter. And she says, with the showing from special teams the last three games, what can the Broncos do better against the Ravens? And Sarah, I'm going to throw this one to you first, my friend, in terms of the special teams side of things, because I felt like yesterday against the Jets, I felt like we were going to come out clean. There was one play that just, okay, there it is. There it is, right. Yeah, the block punt, right? So one thing has to happen every week, doesn't it? It seems like. Yeah. So um, it was great, though, to see, I'll be honest. I mean, you got to give credit where it's due, right? So it was great to see a couple of really good punts from Sam Martin, right? I mean, he pinned him inside the 10 on the one punt, which was really, really a good, a good kick. Bounced backwards, I think, from inside the five even. So really good to see that. They changed up the strategy on kickoffs, right? Brandon McManus kicking it out of the end zone every opportunity he had. The only kickoff that was returned was from a 15-yard taunting penalty on Dalton Reisner. So we know we know Dalton likes to mix it up and get into fights on the field, but I think that taunting penalty was uh, you know just an example of how bad that rule is. So, yeah. um, but what do you got to do better on special teams this week? Look. John Harbaugh's background is as a special teams coach, right? He, he was a former special teams coordinator. His teams are always excellent on special teams. So you can't get out coached in this game. And that's a lot to ask from Tom McMahon, who's been getting, you know, kind of, he's been kind of the goat every week. It's just like, well, Tom McMahon's special team unit this, Tom McMahon's special teams unit that. It's 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 been a tough, tough season, a tough few seasons for Tom McMahon's unit. So going up against a really well-coached special teams unit, that's a little bit cause for concern. So I think you just have to be overall extremely disciplined. Don't get too cute. Don't do anything like, like they were trying that end-over-end style punt that got blocked, right? So don't be trying any of that stuff. Just go by the go with the basics. Get your meat and potatoes. You know, do those types of things. So 
I don't know. What do you think about that, Cody? Do you agree with me? They just kind of have to stay basic, keep it basic against this Ravens team. Yeah, no need to get flashy. I mean, I don't know if you notice this. I, I saw it a couple times with the Broncos on extra points, field goals. They're doing like a hard count. They're going hut, 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 like three, like three snaps, trying to get the defense to jump. And obviously the, the Jets, you know, held their water there. I, I don't know if I like that because last year we saw that happen. There was a jump on the Broncos offense and McManus had ended up missing a field goal last year due to that. I don't know if I like that, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm not a special teams coordinator, but I do agree. You can't make these mistakes. And, and look, a bigger test for the Broncos this week because now Justin Tucker's coming off of a record-setting 66-yard field goal inside a dome. Now he's coming to altitude where it's like, where do you feel safe having Justin Tucker line up in Denver? Well, hopefully it's behind the 50-yard line and hopefully it's not at the 50-yard line because that's just exactly what he can do. So the Broncos defense, they're going to have their work cut out for them this week and, and hopefully on the offensive side of the ball, continue to score touchdowns. That'll be a big case. See, Keith is up next. He says, I thought Justin Sternad had a good game. You guys have any thoughts on him? I have thought high of him all season, and it's nice to seeing it pay off. And I, I've been impressed with Justin Sternad. There was a couple times he missed a tackle, and Vic Fangio even mentioned that on Monday that he would like to see him make, but he expects him to make that as he continues to get more reps. But he and Alexander Johnson together, I thought they looked pretty good, Sarah. I think so, too. And I think Alexander Johnson really had a, a really good game in this game. We talked about it a little bit yesterday as we were kind of getting ready for the show, just like who would we give game balls to? I think Alexander Johnson would be one, you know, and, and obviously the Josie Jewell injury paved the way for Justin Cernod to get into the game to kind of do his thing and finally get a start next to Alexander Johnson. But Really, it was Johnson that that stole the show for the whole defense, in my opinion. You know, multiple sacks, you know, a, a really big hit on Jets receiver Elijah Moore that unfortunately resulted in, in Moore getting a concussion. But, I mean, that was the kind of intensity and speed that Johnson was playing with in this game. So, to me, he really overshadowed Justin Sternod in this game, although I thought Sternod did a fine job for his first time out there. There yep. was a couple of instances where I think in coverage, too, if not for a drop by the Jets running back, Sternod would have been in in a little bit rough position. So definitely some stuff to improve upon from this game, in my opinion. Absolutely. Always room for improvement. We're continuing to look at Justin Sternod, very blown away by Alexander Johnson's performance. And, and I think the performance we wanted to see from him in light of Josie Jewell having season ending pectoral surgery, and obviously we'll wait for him to maybe come back next year. I think that the Broncos still look at extending him, but depending on how Alexander... And, Depending on how Alexander Johnson plays down the stretch here, Sarah, I mean, even, he might even put himself in a position to be extended. I think the, what we've seen with injuries, Sarah, you can never have enough guys, quality guys right. at various positions. And yes, I understand when you draft young guys, you want to see what they can do. But, you know, it's at the cost of Robin Paul to pay Peter. You got to make sure that your checks and balances are well accounted for. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. Sarah and I, we're going to pose some questions about whether or not the Broncos are legit at 3-0 and and what maybe they need to do to help continue to build on some of their depth, specifically at positions that have injuries. We get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about the other sponsor of today's episode of show. It's our good friends over there, rockauto.com. And if you need anything for your vehicle, rockauto.com has everything for you, Broncos country and a like I've mentioned, I've used rockauto.com several times throughout the last couple of years, and they have always been reliable for me in terms of delivering the products that I order directly to my doorstep. They've been a family-owned business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Whether you need something for your vehicle for the day-to-day, -day, or if you have a project in the garage that you're trying to touch up, restore, or renovate, rockauto.com has everything that you need, and you can access their easy-to-use catalog. You can quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck based on year, make, 
model, brands, specifications, and even the prices you prefer. RockAuto.com. Why spend up to 30%, 50%, or 100% more for the same auto parts elsewhere when you can get them cheaper at RockAuto.com. So I want you to go to RockAuto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Lockdown Broncos in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Jumping into the fourth quarter action of today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Sir, look, you look at the standings right now across the National Football League, you see various teams still undefeated, the Rams, the Broncos, and the Cardinals. When I look at the Cardinals, I feel like, okay, maybe they're frauds at 3-0 and right now, right? And obviously our good friends over there, Bo Brack, Alex Clancy, Lockdown Cardinals, they might have a little bit more insight into that. But looking at the Broncos, we see the questions, we see the comments by Broncos fans, and I understand it. The Broncos have played teams that are combined 0-9, but Sarah. I felt like you had a really good string of tweets on Monday following the Broncos' victory about some of these narratives that we were seeing because if the Broncos lose these games, they're getting piled up on. If the Broncos win these games, you know, like, oh, they haven't played anybody. It's like they can't win even though that they're winning in the eyes of fans. And I think that it's due to a lot of narratives that we see peddled out there by certain outlets and, and certain media members. And it's like enjoy the fact that the Broncos are 3-0 and and they have eight home games remaining Sarah, I'm going to let you kind of go off on your tangent here because I feel like you put it together collectively here, and it goes to the fact, and I'll set it up for you, the Broncos, they're playing these teams, right? The Giants, the Jaguars, and the New York Jets, teams that are at the bottom of the NFL right now, but they're doing it, they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do, and they're dominating. It's not like they're close games. Exactly, and that's exactly what everyone should be focused on right now. You're doing what you're supposed to do against inferior opponents. Remember, Cody, the Denver Broncos have been one of the league's worst teams over the last four seasons, and I specify four because five seasons ago, the 2016 team actually won nine games, so they weren't that bad. But the last four seasons, they have been one of the worst teams in the NFL. So you've gone from being one of the worst teams in the NFL to now dominating some of the worst teams in the NFL. To me, especially because you're doing that with some key players on both sides of the ball injured, that that's a sign to me of some substantial improvement. That's a sign to me of some substantial development in terms of player development, in terms of your overall team culture, in terms of being able to withstand injuries. Look, if the Broncos were losing these games, like you said, they would be getting absolutely piled up on. People would be calling for Vic Fangio to be fired. People would be calling for Pat Shermer to be replaced. People would be complaining about the ownership situation. The ownership situation, you know, in Denver, look at what it's doing to the on-field product. None of that stuff is being talked about right now and why. Because they're winning games. And what they're doing, Cody, by winning games is doing something that they haven't been doing for the last four years. The Broncos now have a 75% chance based on the history of the NFL to make the playoffs. So as Broncos fans and as Broncos country, you got to really think about your perspective on things here, right? Well, the combined record of everybody the Broncos have played right now is 0-9. And guess what? This isn't college football. There's no rankings. Nobody cares how many games any of these teams have won. If at the end of the season, the Broncos have 11 wins, and that's what it takes to get the seventh seed in the playoffs versus another team that has 10 wins. Do you think anybody is going to care what the Jaguars' record is when the Broncos get into the playoffs with 11 wins versus another team that has only 10 wins? Nobody cares. The Broncos have been in fourth place for a long time, it feels like. And what unfortunately happens when you get to the fourth place record is that you have to play the teams that also were in fourth place the year before that. So the Broncos are playing with what they've been given. They've been playing the hand that they've been dealt. 
They've been doing what they're supposed to do, dominating these games. It's not like they're winning 16 to 10. It's not like they're winning 20 to 19. It's not like these are close games. These games are being dominated, and you can tell the Broncos are actually experimenting some in these games, I would say. Look, yeah. Uh, the game, the second game against Jacksonville, they force fed Cortland Sutton, right? They they wanted to make sure they could get him involved in games. So what did they do? They deliberately featured him against a unit they knew they could beat regardless of what was happening in other phases. This week against the Jets, they force fed the running game because they're like, look, we need to make sure we can establish these run game concepts over the course of the rest of the season. It wasn't that they were toying with the New York Jets. It wasn't that they were toying with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Those teams didn't even get in the red zone. Neither team had a red zone play in the last two weeks, and we're sitting here whining about a 3-0 record. So to me, Cody, perspective needs to be changed a little bit. Don't whine hey, about a 3-0 record. I love it. I mean, that that's great. I mean, that's bringing the heat, too. And it also goes back to another point that you had made, Sarah, is that remember last year, it was like, well, there's no moral victories in the NFL, but we were, you know, we were all talking about it. I know I'm guilty of talking about it, that the Broncos, even though that they got off to these rough starts in September, they lost the games by like three points, six points, you know, seven points or less, you know, against some good teams. And you also made a great point that it would be different if the fact the Broncos are playing these good teams and they were losing close games. The, the whole narrative would be different as, well, they're so close. They're almost there. It's just perspective has to change Broncos country. I agree. I think that there's things that we can always be cautious about, and that's what Sarah and I are going to do. If there's things that I feel like Broncos fans should be concerned about, both Sarah and I, we're going to touch on it. We're going to talk about it here on the podcast, and we're also going to share the collective thought as well that, look, the Broncos are undefeated right now, 3-0, and great start to the season. They have to build and maintain specifically – as this schedule gets a little bit tougher, the Ravens come to town. You're on the road at Pittsburgh. You have the Las Vegas Raiders. It just gets tougher. The Cleveland Browns on Thursday night football. After that physical Raiders game, there's so much, right? And so much can change between now and then. But Broncos country, enjoy the moment. Be in the present. That is the number one key. And thank you so much for joining today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Thank you for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Do this every single day, Broncos country, as we continue to grow the show. And obviously, you want to give a major shout out to all the people that have left five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening right now on Apple Podcasts, it would mean the world to Sarah and I. If you continue to do that, leave us a five-star review. Leave your Twitter handle in the review because if you do that, you'll automatically be entered into any contest giveaway that we have. We have a Broncos jersey contest giveaway coming up soon once we hit 5K subscribers on YouTube. And if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts with your Twitter handle, it'll automatically enter into any future contest giveaway. But Broncos country, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to both Sarah and myself talk about all things. Deborah Broncos here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast free and available everywhere you get your podcast and on youtube sarah and i we're going to be back tomorrow the broncos they're off on tuesday they're back on wednesday we'll have you updated on the latest injury status of dalton Reisner, bram glasgow and other storylines accompanying the Denver broncos this week not to mention tim jenkins he stops by on tomorrow's episode locked on broncos